Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on how to money. Intentionally and passionately to hit your money goals. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Hey everybody, welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole, episode number five of the show. And I've got with me the superstars of the show, as always, Cole with a K, Cole with a C. Superstars. Yeah. First I like that, that, man. I like yeah. that. <laughs> We're, you're, getting, you're getting better. First it was stars, now you go up to superstars. Okay, so, right. I can handle that. Right. Pretty soon you'll be Hall of Famers. Yeah. So oh, Hall of wow. Famers in the show. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, no, so it's good to be back with you all. Um, today is for uh, to give perspective. Today is May 13th as we record this. This right. will be airing on May 31st. Just keep that in mind as we talk about our predictions of, and anything to do with sports. We're not crazy, I promise. Right. Um, so, uh, how's life been for you all? How's the financial world? Uh, it's been a little crazy lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, been, uh, there's been a lot going now. on. A lot going on in the world. And, you know, uh, family's busy. We, we uh, I'm going to give a little personal personal plug here. My, my little five-year-old, Kale, had his first baseball, uh, two baseball games this past Saturday. So, oh, nice. so how's that? It, it was awesome. It was a cool experience. See, he's playing up with a, with a, a six, basically a six year old team. So that's uh, cool. And I helped coach. So it, it, that was a fun thing to see, see all the little guys kind of competing for the first time and, uh, fun, fun. Uh, oh, we're, yeah. we're busy. Life's going to get real busy. And I know Cole, you get, <laughs> you've got all kinds of things, double what I've got going on from, from the personal side. I kind of had an opposite. Uh, we had another trip to the ER on Tuesday. Oh, oh boy. My Uh-oh. son, David, uh, had a little recess. I won't go into the details of it, but he cut his finger in 11 stitches. Ooh, I saw the picture. Finger. It's pretty yeah, gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. And uh, yeah, so he's out of sports for seven to 10 days, which he, he cried upon and, and almost <laughs> made me cry because I love that he cares that much yep. about it. But uh, yeah, so no, everything's everything's great with our family. I mean, that was just a blip in the radar. But uh, yeah, things are... You know, school school's out in two weeks. I know. I don't believe it. The other I graduated day. last week. Hey, congratulations! Nice. Yeah. Congrats. It feels awesome. nice. It feels nice. You got a lot so, going on. Uh, yeah, for real. And uh, it's nice to be. This is my first week full time here at Spin. So yeah. Have it's you fun. set a date for the wedding yet? Yeah, June twenty fifth. So oh, next year. No, 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 no. Like a month from now. We've been engaged since October. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. That's that's the same day my sister in law gets married. Are you getting married here? Uh, yeah. In really? Fort, in Fort Dodge, yeah. Oh, cool, crazy, man. Yeah. My so invite must got yeah. lost in the mail. Yeah, about your too. school? Me too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so June 25th, and I looked at the calendar yesterday, and it was like 45 days, and I was like, no way. Like, it's already been that, because yeah. we started at like 230. It's down to 40. Yeah. Comes fast, doesn't it? Yeah. I know, yeah. and the last 20 days have just blown by, and I'm like, man, do that two more times, and we're married. Yep. So, right. So, yeah, right. it's uh, exciting, but... That's, that's just a small thing in my world. Yeah, yeah, yeah just that whole wedding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, the NFL draft just happened, and mm-hmm. um, I know Cole's Steelers took a quarterback. Yep. yep. The only one in the first uh, round, yep. right? Yep. Only right, out of the pit, right out of pit to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the only quarterback uh, taken in the first round, the first time that's happened in 20 years of the NFL draft. There's only been one quarterback. There might have been one, but I believe there was – no quarterbacks in the second round either. Yeah, like no running backs in the yeah. first two rounds or something like that. It was something crazy. It like was that. like a lineman defense. Um, 
wide receiver draft. Yeah. There was a lot of anomalies where I think Georgia mm-hmm. had five players taken in the first round. We had two Iowa boys, first yeah. rounders. Yeah. You yeah. and I, yeah. Panthers. Panthers. Yep, first, and Hawkeyes. Our first, first rounder. That's that's awesome. That's yeah. pretty that's cool. Exciting. Yeah, pretty cool to see. Uh, on the here. NFL note, too, we had a, a fun thing out the Fort Dodge Country Club that both me and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Cole play out there. We had Kirk Cousins uh, sighting. I know. I heard about that, and I was yeah. like, Wow, we actually have like a celebrity in town. Yeah, this is a first. <laughs> yeah, I, I pro- maybe the most famous person to ever go through for it. I mean, other than like a presidential. Yeah, presidential we had the vice person. president here one time, like six years ago or something. Right, but like I mean, that. like sports person. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Collison kind of grew up here, but but yeah, that was kind of crazy. I, Kirk Cousins is much more high end than Nick Collison. No shame to Nick uh, Nick Collison, but yeah. Well, so Cole, Cole, uh, we were talking in the office, and, and Cole said, "Hey, I got a call uh, that Kirk Cousins might be playing with us on Wednesday." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, that's crazy." Yeah, it turned out he he was uh, he had called into the the pro shop, uh, just you know, uh, and, and was requesting maybe to play with a, a couple members or something at the point. And so the the our head pro Steve Polar uh, Fuller called me and, and asked if he could play with our group and i'm like sure that'd be awesome and, and steve actually didn't know he's like i don't know it, it said he said kirk cousins from minnesota but he goes i don't know if it's actually him or not and turns out it didn't work out uh, for us he ended up having to play uh, his schedule on tuesday so he was out there tuesday didn't get to play with us kind of a bummer but, but it uh, was the real kirk Cousins. yeah it was yeah. the real kirk cousins yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah that was, so. cole's brother brother cody uh brought a hat to him and and had him sign it and uh, I, from what I heard, he was the nicest guy in the world. Yep, was stand a, up guy. Yeah, from what I heard, took some I've heard I've and, heard that about Kirk Cousins. Just in general, is that he's a super good guy. Just just a normal like he's just a normal guy and just plays football yeah. and yeah. Re- relatable and everything. So I've heard a lot of good things about him. But that that is actually super cool. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, I was kind of talking to my wife about this. I, it'd be kind of hard though, wouldn't it? Like you're just like a normal guy wanting to just go play golf and. Oh yeah, uh, we we're out in the middle of nowhere, and you got you know. I think there was quite a few people by the end of his round was hanging around his car and stuff. Oh, you know, sure. I just they'd be a, a a tougher thing where to try to try to just have a under the radar at, at times. But it comes with the lifestyle, you know. Yeah, that well, lifestyle, like but it's, it's be hard. Every celebrity is like that. Like yeah. you think about it, it's like that's one reason I've talked about. It, is like I would not want to be a celebrity for that reason. Is you can't live a normal life. Yep. It's like if you're a celebrity, everybody knows you. You're gonna get flocked no matter where you go. I saw a thing. Last year, Patrick Mahomes had gone to like a restaurant and like, um, I don't know if they knew they were coming or what, but everyone purposely left his table alone. And like before he left, he paid everyone's bill and said to the whole restaurant, thank you for letting us have a normal dinner at a restaurant. Yep. And he paid oh. like everybody's bill in the restaurant. That's cool. because That of is a cool story. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. because now wait, you said you never want to be a celebrity. So if I was going to pay you $40 million yeah, a yeah. year, okay. you, don't <laughs> think you, yeah, okay. you don't think you could take on some of that stuff? Cause I, mean, I think I would yeah, be able to yeah. manage. Okay. Yes. There <laughs> There's is good with the bad it, for but, sure. Yeah. But the, the popularity part of, the everyday life would get annoying. Yeah. Well, we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> well, transition a little bit to our, uh, you know, this is the piece of the podcast where we all like to make our predictions, right? So a couple yeah. events. I know Cole and I, big golf guys, as, as all the viewers know, but uh, we got uh, the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open uh, coming up here in the within the next month. Uh, so we're going to make a couple po- uh, couple predictions here. So. Yeah, before we before we tape again, we will, these both these tournaments will be over. So... Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, so, so we'll go back and forth here. I think we got to pick different guys and I think we already kind of know that we're going to pick different guys. I'm going to take Colin Morikawa. That's a good pick. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't won a tournament, uh, a major for, uh, about a year. I think he won, uh, 
did he win the U.S. Open last year? Maybe, but anyway, um, I think years, he's two years yeah, now, yeah, right? he's he's been playing well, and I think he's gonna gonna grab one of these titles. Now, just to clarify, they're picking each are picking three people to do well in the tournaments, and between their three are gonna win the tournaments. Yeah, yep. But, so yep. They, there's a total of six people for two tournaments. We'll see if. Two of them win. See how we do. We've yeah, got, we've got some chances. I, I, my, uh, you know, it's kind of like a draft here. My number one guy. I, I'm going to pick Rory. I picked him. I think on some other stuff. <laughs> You're but, a Rory apologist. But, but he, he, uh, you know, has won in seven years, and he's 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 trending in a really good direction. And I think you know you'll hear everyone in the golf world talk how talented Rory is, and I think he's he's long overdue. Has won every almost every other type of tournament. So yeah, I think he's feeling the heat a little bit. And he's yep. he's making it a point to win yep. one of these tournaments this year. Yeah. Yep. I'll uh, I'll go to my next pick of Scotty Scheffler, which is like the obvious pick, number one in the world. Um, but that's it's a, one of those streaks that you're well, on. Well, you got Rory. He's a, a Rory guy. If you want to be, you can be a Scotty guy. It's yeah, fine. I'll take him. I'll take <laughs> him. Yeah, I'm gonna go Max Homa. He won just uh, recently the Wells Fargo. He's he's a guy. Same thing. Uh, just racking top tens. I think odds wise, he's gonna be up there in yeah. one of the two tournaments. All right, my last pick, Tiger. I gotta take I, him. I love it. Yeah, I love because, it though. Yeah, because the, if he does win, then I'm gonna yeah, sound like a genius. Yeah, but the, if I doesn't, then the fan who cares? Bo- the fanboy in us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just love like I. That's I flip the golf tournament on just to see how whenever Tiger's playing, like that's all I care about. Is like, okay, where's he at? Is uh, he playing both of them? He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. Yeah. We'll see if his health holds up. But it sounds like he's 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 been playing. Uh, so my my final pick again. This is kind of an obvious one. Always in. Uh, I, I was having trouble kind of rattling my brain of who to pick with JT Justin Thomas. So okay. I, I kind of picked three real common hot names right now. So so yeah. you got the three hot names. Then you got obvious and fan favorite over here. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So, there you go. We'll hey. see. We'll see. We'll probably go for six. But, but <laughs> golf's really hard. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't just be surprised. I'll just throw in another name out there. Dustin Johnson yep. picks one of these up too. Yep. So. Well, like you said, Cole, uh, golf is such a uh, hit or miss thing. Like you can have a good day and bad day, and then you can have a surprise day and just surprise everybody. So right. who knows? But I think right now the score is one to one. I think because yeah. each of you have one pick correct. So we'll see how this tournament goes. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think um, now is the time for us to get into the money talk because you know that's the real reason people come here. Right. They want right. to know about apparently the the um all of the wisdom from Cole and Cole. And uh, so today is a very relevant topic right now, um, and that is we're going to be talking about just kind of the current state of our economy and inflation and the market because there's a lot of people who have a lot of um, uncertainty. There's a, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, right? And they have uh, people are a little bit anxious about what's going to happen, and so um, we're just going to talk about it and just uh, maybe bring some calm to some people, um, help them understand kind of what's going on. For those that don't totally understand, other than they go to the grocery store and eggs are five dollars a dozen or gas is four fifteen a dozen or a gallon, and so um, for the people who don't really understand the in depth of it, maybe we can help give them some knowledge on that. So yeah. um, I'm not gonna say a whole lot. I'm just gonna let these uh, people who know exactly what they're talking <laughs> about take it away from here. Well, well, so let let's just start with a general term. People talk about the market, the stock market. Those terms. So, so tell us a little bit about what actually is the market slash stock market, Cole. Yeah. So, you know, I'll start with maybe the most common common one would be the the everyone. There's two two really common ones. Say the S and P 500 and the Dow. You hear, I think the older generation, Dow was always the very common, uh, and the Dow is basically 
uh, 30 industrial stocks. The S&P 500 is probably the most relevant uh, index or, or think of people talk about the market. Um, that's uh, basically the largest 500 companies, US, US-based companies. And, um, you know, those are the most two common, uh, you know, when people just say the general term, the market, they're, pr- they're probably talking about, but that, that's, a, that's a, a pretty broad, uh, you know, a broad topic. And, and I always, uh, it's, it's very relevant, obviously, you know, the market talk, everyone's talking about inflation, things going on. But, you know, one thing I think uh, people got to put into context too is there's always headlines and always something going right. on, right? That's, yep. that's one thing to put into perspective of like, people find, you know, fear or find different, different things to fixate on. There's always a, whether it's politically, whether it's, you know, inflation, uh, war, whatever it might be, you know, there'll be, there's always that cycle. So that's why I always tell people that news, one thing that's hard with our business now is how quick and relevant and easy it is to get news, whether it's good or bad news. Um, it, we have it at this, you know, an instant data. Yeah. That's I was going to say that the days of people having to open up the newspaper and yeah. see what the stock market did the, the day before are, are over. I mean, they, they don't, they don't look at those prices and those quotes in the in the paper anymore yep. and they're, they're available online every different place. So, so that's a, a change that's happened with the market is that it's something that we can access at all times. Well, you also think about it is the newspaper refreshed once a day. Yep. Right. Whereas this refreshes at the, the click of a button, your Twitter feed, your, wherever you get your news from, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And so that's, that's going back to the instant thing, but it's also not just instantaneous. I can get to it, but it's instantaneous updates. And so, I mean, we see stuff change, Literally in a minute, you see something change drastically. So yeah, yeah. So so cold. You know, think of things going on right now. Volatility in the market. Right. Uh, you you know Ukraine. Uh, you know war war with Russia going on. Uh, inflation. You know higher prices for everything. You know talk a little bit about you know what some of your client conversations. Some yeah, of the I think, things that's going on and things we're 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 doing with our clients. Yeah, the the, the main conversation I've been having with clients is about inflation. And, and the importance of, of staying uh, somewhat in the market. You don't have to have all your money into the stock market or anything like that. But typically in periods of inflation, the market is going to increase because prices are going going up. So the the market tends to go up because those companies are getting a higher higher volume of, of cash for that for that product, but uh, not always. Yep. <laughs> and anybody that says they can predict the market or tell you what's going to happen is is wrong. And we're not here to try to do that either. We're not going to try to tell you uh, exactly what happens with the market, but it, it is a, is an interesting uh, period of inflation because we've seen so many things in costs and the supply and demand. Uh, you know, that's, that's a, a basic economic thing that we all learn in college yep. and economics 101 is when supply is low, the demand is high. Also price is high. Um, seems like you can't find anything, any for anything from baby formula to, um, you know, products to build a house. Yep. Supply is low everywhere, so demand is high, price is high. That's that's how in, inflation works, unfortunately. Yeah, you think about like the price of fuel. The the supply is low between the shut off of the pipeline and the Ukraine issue. Right. And so you got gas at what is it, four fifty? Yeah, almost all time highs. Not as high as it was during the recession in two thousand eight, but it, it's it's approaching that. Yeah, Correct. it's close. Yeah. And so, I mean. It's and it's like that everywhere, right? You right. were you were mentioning it with the houses, house supplies, um, you know. Uh, Pat, who's on our next episode, was talking about sheet ro- or uh, OSB. Right. Used yep. to be like well, he said like five dollars sheets, forty dollars a sheet. So yep. it's just everywhere. All right. Right. Yeah. Five dollars a sheet to forty dollars a sheet in two years. 
which is, is uh, that's rampant inflation, obviously. So, so when things are uncertain and, and things are, uh, you know, doing abnormal things, that that's what affects the stock market. People get scared, things like that. But uh, tell tell Cole, tell tell people a little bit about like you know buying opportunity, um, buying low, selling high. You know the old adage that, that that's what you want to do. You don't necessarily want to go the other way. Yeah, I I think um, again putting things into context here of. of we're going through a, a choppy period in the market. There's uncertainty, um, but with uncertainty, there's always also opportunity. And I think you also got to look, uh, people got to look at their own personal situations and understand. I think one, one of the most important things in what we do and talk about with clients is time horizon, right? How long until you're going to be using that money? And that's, that's where you, you take a scope. If it's right now, obviously you need to have less risk of the market and need to have more of a strategy in place for the purpose of that money. But uh, for younger people, people that have 10, 15, 20, 30 year time horizons, this is a great opportunity. Uh, the, the market, you know, the NASDAQ, uh, NASDAQ market's off 25%. The Dow's, uh, I think, in the high teens um, for down for the year. If you're someone that's contributing to your 401k, to your IRA, or whatever it is on a monthly basis, and that's dollar cost averaging is what we call that, where you're, you just have a systematic plan you're buying at lower prices. So at some point, if you have that time horizon, the market will come back. And sometimes it takes longer than others, um, depending on a lot of other factors of what's going on and how the recovery kind of comes up. But this is a great opportunity for anyone that's in that accumulation phase. I, and I think that's a big thing is to separate, are you an accumulator where you're still saving? Um, or are you one where you're spending down your money? You're maybe already retired and you're winding down your assets two different strategies and, and those people should have, you know, quite different portfolios based on, you know, their situation. But that's, that's one thing I think we always, um, you know, we're always preaching to clients and talking and, and getting them to shifted of not so much on the noise of what's going on around in the world. Cause there's always going to be something for someone to fear always. There always is. Um, but uh, looking at your personal plan, your personal picture and saying, okay, yeah, I don't, this money's not going to be used for 20 years. We'll be, we'll be just fine you know, we're, that's an opportunity. Get a look at this opportunity versus the other person maybe, Hey, I don't have that risk. You know, a big piece of my portfolio is not in the market. So, um, I don't have to worry about that piece. And that's part of having a solid strategy, uh, you, you know, going into, into these periods of time. Yeah. I, I, uh, I use a quote from, uh, Warren Buffett when I talk to what talk to clients that I, I learned during the 2008 recession is, uh, is be fearful when others are greedy yep. and be greedy when others are fearful. Yep. So when the stock market and just an example of how I use this to my advantage in my own personal finances is the other day we had the biggest drop in the stock market, uh, NASDAQ, uh, one day drop since, uh, the COVID crash. And I put $10,000 and bought all NASDAQ stocks. I put them in my personal account, bought all NASDAQ stocks because the market was down. I mean, that's the time you want to buy is when the market is down, and especially at, at me and, and Cole's age, um, you know, I know I'm older than you, but it, I still have 20, 25 years yep. until retirement. So is the stock market going to be higher in 20, 25 years than it is right now? Most likely, yes. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, history has proven that. So I feel like it's a buying opportunity when the when you see those big down days and, and talking to your clients that may have cash on the sidelines or, uh, you know, are looking at that accumulation stage and trying to get money in the market at the right yep. time. Uh, that's where those opportunities present themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. So, uh, right now, before we continue with this 
conversation. I think it's an extremely relevant conversation. But we're, what we're going to do is we're going to take our quick break. Um, hear a word from our production team at Spin Market, and we will be back momentarily with the continuation of How to Money with Colin Cole, episode number five. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026 or visit our website www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. So, um, one thing right now with all of the uncertainty that I, and not just right now, but anytime there's uncertainty, is you hear the word recession. Right. And you hear people wonder and are concerned about a possible recession. So, Maybe you can expound a little bit on that. Yeah, I, I actually just looked this up the other day because I was like, I know the definition is very like vague or it, it's it's not something that, you know, people say we're possibly entering a recession and they think the world's going to fall apart. Yep. What a recession is, the definition is that the S&P 500 is down for two consecutive quarters. That's it. That's what, that's what the definition of a recession is. Well, that doesn't happen very frequently. Um, but when the, we're entering a recession, that's the, the lead indicator. Um, so we've hit one quarter at the end of March was, uh, yep. you know, that was a down, down market for the S and P 500. Uh, the next quarter ends June 30th. Uh, so that would be, you know, the, 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 uh, the year is broken into four quarters, obviously every three months is a quarter. And if the S and P 500 is down during that quarter, based on the uh, April 1st open date to June 30th, then technically we would be in a recession. Um, now recessions don't typically last very long and we're already, you know, f- five months into that. So talk a little bit about that, Cole. Yeah. I mean, it's, a that term, just like you said, it's not, it's not, it's thrown around quite commonly. I think in our, as soon as we see a down, you know, the market down for a little bit, you know, you start hearing the word recession and, and, you know, that's not the end of the world. I mean, the market cycle happens and that's, that's part of the market cycle. We don't only go one direction. If, if we did, you know, this game would be pretty easy and everybody right. would be doing the same thing. So it's not, so it, you know, it, it comes back to, uh, you know, looking at someone's individual picture, kind of where you fit the piece and, and where you see the opportunities. And I know, um, we talked a little bit already about, about some things that, that people can do and how to kind of handle some of the emotions of it or news cycle, all that, all that kind of feeds into that, you know, into that topic. But, um, you know, Cole, I guess one, one thing, you know, we were kind of talking with off air a little bit, uh, is, is dollar cost averaging. You want to go into a little bit further into that. And, and I think that's a, a great, this is a great segue into, into the recessionary talk and kind of where we're at with this market market cycle. Right. That's something I talk to younger people about, especially is, is dollar cost averaging. What dollar cost averaging is that you don't do what I just told you about the last time where I dropped $10,000 in the market all at once is that you're spacing it out on a regular basis. So 
you are doing your contribution on the first of the month of your Roth IRA, you know, $500 a month or $300 or $200. Your, your dollar cost averaging that across those 12 months. And what the dollar cost means is that when the market is down, you're going to buy more shares of whatever you're buying. When the market is up, you buy less shares. But over time, you're going to buy more shares because you're spacing it out over those 12 months. Um, you know, dollar cost averaging is a good thing to be with your consistent investing, what I was talking about is when you see a down market and you maybe have some cash on the sidelines to try to time the market. So talk a little bit about timing the market too, Cole. Yeah. So this is, this is a constant question, uh, especially when, when there's volatility uh, or uncertainty or any, any, you know, news headlines where it might be, is now a good time to buy? You know, I get that question all the time and, and I always kind of pivot that back of like, I wish I had the crystal ball. I right. tell you exactly, but I don't. So here's, here's when I, I always, uh, and I, with my own money, we're talking about what I do, you know, not only advise to clients, but what I do with my own money. I think it's more important, especially if you're in that accumulation phase where you're still saving and you still have an income things there, it's more important to be in the market than to try to time the market. And I, I've got a little piece and I, I wish I could, you know, we could see the visual, um, but I know this is, you know, it's a podcast, but uh, I've got a, I've got some stats here from, from uh, December uh, 31st, 2006 through December 31st, 2021. So the end of last year, and this is just taking the S and P 500 index. If you had $10,000 and you just bought that, you know, in 2006 or the beginning of 2007, so you would have seen the financial crisis, all different, you know, a lot of things have happened in that period, that right, period of time. Right. Like a lot of ups and downs. Crazy high interest rates, you know, interest rate cuts, you know, recession, you know, a lot of issues. You would have made over that period if you just bought the S&P, the S&P 500 index, you made 10.66%, okay? And what I'm getting at here is if you, going down here on on the, the chart I'm looking at, if you miss the top 10 days through that period, top 10 trading days, your return goes from 10.66%, it gets cut in half to 5.05%. So you miss half the returns by missing only 10 days if you miss the top 10 market days at that point. And what I, what I try to tell clients is a lot of our ter- a lot of our return comes in a very small period of days. Yeah. So that's where it's more important to be in the market than to try to time. And I'm going to give one more number here is if you miss the top 30 days, so say you were very unlucky and you somehow timed it, you actually had a negative return. So your money was only out of the market for 30 of those days for 15 years. 15 years yeah. You had a negative 1.18% return. So that's something, and what that what that's illustrating is how do we know when those top 10 days are? We don't. The best in the world don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best in the world don't. You know, the people that yeah. That's all they do is, is look at screens and stocks and statistics don't. So how are, you know, that's where it's more important to, to be in than to try to time. And right. I think that's a, a very important thing to get across to people. Yeah. So, so when I was talking about timing the market earlier, I was timing the market, but I'm leaving that money in the market and I'm not going to take it out for, you know, 20 years, but I just wanted to get it in at a low point in the market. So, so we're kind of saying the same thing, uh, as far as, you know, try to, try to, you want you want a dollar cost average in yep. most of your money is, is what I would what I typically tell people is as I don't want you to invest all twenty thousand yep. dollars that you're going to do in a year and on one day we want to you know break that up over time but then also if you if there's a real positive or negative time in the market and you're like okay this is a good time we can drop some money in at that point yep and I and I yeah just to clarify too is is you know, timing can be on both ways, selling and buying, right? Some people try to sell like, Hey, I want to sell, sell at the top, you know, but 
you know, do we know this is the top? No one ever knows. So I, I loved cold strategies because I actually did something very similar uh, myself is if you know you have money that's going to be, you get a, say we get these really, really big drop periods. Like we've seen this, this past market week, we had some really large drops in the NASDAQ. Yeah. You can speed up. If you already have money that's earmarked to go into the market, maybe you were dollar cost averaging through the year and you already had that money set aside to go in. It is a good strategy at times. And all of a sudden we're off 25% to say, Hey, I'll just speed up that six months of contributions and do it now. And that's kind of what Cole did. He wasn't trying to play market timer. He was more, he knew that money was going to be invested in the market. Market was really down probably a little irrationally, you know, just based on some things going on. And he thought that was an opportunity. And um, it's the, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to strategize in this. And I, I think it all comes back and I keep pushing this is, you know, there's really three things that, that, you know, I want to focus on for clients is goals. So that's the use right. of the money, right? Your time horizon and then diversification. Those are three things that, that, you know, you need to be thinking about. And if you don't have the plan, you know, it probably makes this a lot, these type of periods a lot more uncertain and your, you know, maybe anxiety levels are a little higher than they probably need to be. If you know, you got a solid plan in place and like, Hey, we've, we've planned for this. We know the market does go down at times, right. you know, st stats say it, you know, so, uh, I think that's a, an important thing and, and a very relevant, you know, relevant topic for the, for the, the market, um, current market situation. Yeah. Earlier, you were talking um, off air about what we were going to talk about. One thing you said is you wanted to finish with two tips because we're about out of time. Two tips for investing and for around this time right now. So what are those tips? Yeah, I, I would say my number one tip is is don't be. It's hard to not be emotional about your money. Yep. Emotional investing is what people uh, get in trouble with. Is and and I and I try to prepare my clients for a down market. And I'm going to say, you know, we're in this investment for the next, you know, 15, 20 years, the market's going to go up and down. We know that. Yep. Um, but the, 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 the people that get in trouble is when they emotionally call you and say, you know, I, I can't take this. I, I you know, I, I, I want to sell, you know, and usually what you end up doing is you end up selling at a low point and you end up not making your money back in the market. So emotional investing is probably the number one thing that, that I would say is, is, uh, you know, try not to be emotional when it comes to investing is that you want to take your emotions out of it and you want to take history and, and look at, look at the, you know, what's happening right now. And the bigger picture, the bigger right, picture, yep, look at yeah. the bigger picture. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Try not to be emotional and try not to, um, you know, try to, try to time things up the way that you think things are happening, but just be, be relevant and talk to your, talk to your advisor, talk to, um, you know, don't do what your neighbor's doing. Don't do what your best friend's doing. You know, talk to your advisor and, and, and do what uh, what is right and not not maybe what you're thinking is right. And we, we want to have those conversations. We want to know when people's anxiety levels or fear levels are higher because that's when it, you know if we do, if you don't communicate that to us, you know, we, that's where we'll 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 pivot back and say, "Hey, we're in a good spot. We've got we planned for this. We you know, we, your plans built for this. We can do this." And that's I think the relevance with a um, you know, with working with a financial advisor. Um, one other, I, I'll, I'll kind of close here. Of, I, I'm going to give a tip just more more tailored, I'd say, to our retiree type investors or people that are maybe drawing an income off their portfolios. Uh, and I, I think this is, um, you know, something's very important. If you know uh, you're going to be, you know, withdrawing whatever it might be, $1,000, $2,000 a month to live on out of your portfolio or your retirement savings, you need to make sure you're prepared for a down market cycle. Like we could be going into, who knows, it could be different the next time we talk on this podcast. But 
and, and one thing I always preach to my, my people that are, are retirees and we plan for, if I, they're taking income from their portfolio, we want to have 12 to 18 months of income parked aside that's not subject to any market volatility. And that's, that's, and the reason being is historically, I'm um, looking at recessionary periods, down market cycles. It takes us about 12 to 18 months to get back, you know, back to highs or back where we were that high point before the recession or pullback period uh, has taken place. So if we, we know that's what history over the hundred years, of the S and P says, if we've got 12 to 18 months, we can let the other side of our portfolio, or maybe the more volatile side of our portfolio, ride out that highs, highs and lows and not try to time because we know we've got 18 months of income that's not subject to anything. We're just fine. We're going to be just fine at that point. And I think that's a really important thing for people that, especially the ones that are reliant on their on their portfolios to, to live on. I think very important thing for people to have. Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, it makes sense. You know, just do what you can to... To, to be like okay in the sense of like you've got the money but also know that it's going to bounce back at some point yep right. so and you kind of already said it i think is my last question would be is somebody comes to you and they are freaked out how do you calm them down in a time when they're like oh it's, it's going to be uh, the world's ending we're going through a rough time in the economy what do you say to them whenever they're they're freaked out to say it's going to be okay. Well, I don't have it happen very, very frequently to tell you the truth, but when, when clients do call me and they have some concerns, I, I really point them to look at their overall portfolio. They may be only looking at one investment that's down, but you've got to look at the whole picture. And that's what me and Cole do is we look at the whole picture. So we, we uh, intentionally put some of your money at, at risk, but we're not going to put it all at risk. Yep. We're going to, so I, I had a client just the other day and, and I said, well, I brought up your whole portfolio. You know, yes, that one is down 25%, but overall you're actually, you're actually even for the year Yep. because the, the other investments did well earlier in the year. And, you know, with them not, uh, or, or they were maybe at zero or something like that. So it, it wasn't uh, as drastic as they were thinking. And once I talked to them about, oh, okay. You know, uh, like Cole said, we, we try to prepare, especially our retirees and pre-retirees. We try to prepare for a time like this because we don't want to see you see a 20, 25% decline right before you retire or yep. while you're using your money in retirement. We get the old adage, you know, people say, oh, the mar markets or the Dow's down 20% or whatever it is. And, and my response a lot of times is like, we don't own the Dow. Right. That, that's not just what we own. And that's that diversification piece talked about of, of Cole's talking. There's there's other pieces of the portfolio than just the stock or equity side or the market side. There's a lot of other things that are incorporated for people's portfolios. So that's where looking at the, the whole picture of, of saying, okay, how much, you know, put it into context of the whole plan and things we got going on. I think that a lot of times we'll, we'll it, it's not, some people are just more anxious than others at times. So uh, sometimes they just need someone to talk to. And I think that's a big piece. We, you know, uh, you know, cause we, we have the same thing. Our dollars in the market at times, our anxiety level at times are higher, but um, ultimately we, uh, you know, you talk them through the situation and know that you're there for them uh, and we've planned for this. And I think most people uh, that's, that's what they need. And that's where the, for you guys, where the coaching side comes yeah. in a little bit. So, right. you know, you're going to be okay. Just give it time. Yep. Coaching, It'll come back. Coaching slash counseling. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and a voice of rationale sometimes is yep. all people need. Yep. They look at it, they forget, and you're like, no, you're going to be okay. Yeah, people see okay. the markets down, and they assume that their investments are down. 
Yeah. It's not always the case. Yeah. If we, you're not always in, like Cole said, you're not invested in the S and P 500 um, typically or the Dow Jones or anything like that. You're not, you're not, your investments aren't all, all those. And a lot of people will compare their 401k to the market. Well, if their 401k is diversified, it's not in, yep. in the actual market. Uh, part of it is, but yeah, that's, that's something that we, we hear a lot is, is, Oh, you know, the, the market's down. My 401k is crashing and, well not really yeah well that's gonna pretty much wrap up this episode of how to money with colin cole episode number five um just a reminder to all of the listeners you can follow cole k and cole or cole with a k cole with a c um you can follow them both on facebook linkedin twitter you can follow central financial groups um pages you can visit their website www.centralfinancialgroup.com you can visit the CFG Fort Dodge landing page at www.cfgfortdodge.com. And new to the How to Money with Cole and Cole podcast is we have a YouTube channel set up with the video of this podcast. So you can um, subscribe, share, like, all of the above. And um, maybe you know somebody on an episode like today, maybe you know somebody who's a little bit anxious or um, concerned about what's going on. And it's rational to be concerned but maybe you know somebody you can you can send this to them and go take a listen to this these guys they're there's they're talk what they're talking about help help me not be so afraid or um anxious and maybe you can send it to somebody else and just share share the podcast and um i hope that this was a help to you guys and that you learned something today and we will see you next time on how to money with cole and cole nice You've been listening to How to Money with Colin Cole, the podcast of Essential Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. Learn more about the Central Financial Group on their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, Member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.